You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And welcome back to the uh, Counting Lights Podcast again. Bam, I'm so excited. Here we go, man, we have had a busy day. It's been it's been real busy. <laughs> it's but been crazy. I'm so glad we get to record this episode. So uh, we got some exciting stuff here, and um, uh, Ex- God, Dan is Chomping There's, at the bit. There is put your gimmick on the on the gimmick. So put my gimmick on the gimmick. Yeah, sorry, that's uh, no, it's all good. That's wrestler speak. There was just a, a very exciting stuff happening in wrestling this past week. And there I, there I sh- is. I showed you the there's, video. And there's some exciting things happening with the Counting Lines podcast. Too. There's there's exciting stuff happening, but I think this is more exciting. Because it's overall wrestling. Okay, so... Uh, nothing, I'm not... I'm not. All right, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> as you know, some of you might know, I was a Stinger fan before I was a wrestling fan. Well, AEW Dynamite had a special Dynamite event called Winter is Coming, and boy, Winter came, baby. Winter came. Sting debuts. Was? It was called Winter is Coming, <laughs> and Winter came. Oh, I used to date a girl named Winter. What? <laughs> she never came, though. <laughs> She never came though. I set you up for that one, you fuck. Yeah, that's why I used to. So uh, every so so Dan is freaking out. I'm 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 but, like a little kid again because uh, uh, Sting is back on TV. Sting is back on television in AEW. He's gonna end things the way he wants to. I'm so happy because the last time I saw Sting, they put him in a match with Seth Rollins for the WWE title. Right. And it was it was a nice little angle that they had set up, you okay. know. They did the sting stuff. What year was that? Uh, ooh, three years ago, two years ago, okay, something like that. And he took a whiplash to the turnbuckle. So, so did, is Sting already in the WWF or WWE Hall of Fame? He is. I was at the WrestleMania uh, weekend where he got inducted. Okay. He, he means that much okay. to me. So now he's over at the competitor. Yeah, now he's over at the competitor, ending things his way. Because they just put him up on, on the shelf when he got injured on the Seth Rollins match. Sure, and he's an older individual, too. I mean, come on. Honestly, he is like Batman to me. I, and I think a lot of wrestling fans share that. It's not just his gimmick. He is like Batman in, in that it doesn't matter what cartoon or movie you're watching where Batman's older still or Batman. anything, he's still Batman, right. and that is Sting. It doesn't matter how old he is. When you, I mean, dude, he debuted on AEW, oh, broke so, so, Twitter. So go over the whole thing for the people who don't watch the product. Okay. Uh, go over the whole thing and tell them what happened. Let me just completely nerd out. So team, He's been nerding out all day on this. Uh, all week. You can ask my wife. I'm just I'm remind, constantly reminding her that Sting is in AEW now. So... <laughs> They were doing a match with Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, part of Team Taz. They got this whole angle going where Team Taz is the heel team and Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen are the face team. All this other stuff. They have a match. Allen and Rhodes win clean, which I thought was odd. Okay. Because I would assume that the heels would win. But anyway. Right. Give them a reason to give, come in. Yeah. Give them some heat. Right. Beat the faces. Okay. Something you've taught me. Right. On, you know, you but they didn't it. They didn't do that angle. You got to leave them hanging. So, uh, Team Taz just starts beating down on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Their third guy, Brian Cage, comes out, joins in on the fun. They're about to hit 
Cody Rhodes and the oh 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 sorry. So they're making, Arn, so Arn the, Anderson got involved first. Okay, so Iron Anderson. They, correct me if I'm wrong. Like Iron Anderson is on Cody and on Team Cody, yes. right? Okay. And he's trying to fight him off. They start beating down Arn Anderson. Dustin Rhodes comes out. He tries to help. They start beating on him. So you have Team Taz just beating up. Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Darby well, Allen. Well, they're putting the boots to the baby putting faces. Putting the boots to All the right. baby faces. Right. You have no idea what's going to happen. The lights go out. They show a video of, like, winter. They have fake snow drop down. You're like, what the hell's going on? I don't, you, you no idea what to expect. He is saying winter. Winter. As in winter is coming. Winter right? is coming. Yeah. It's a Game of Thrones reference. Okay. And I, until this point, I didn't know why they called it Winter is Coming. Right. I had no idea. Fake snow, sting, uh, letters pop so you up show, on the tron. You, sh- you showed it to me. It was, yeah, it was I showed pretty it to impressive. you. It's, it's probably the, maybe, maybe the best kind of TV wrestling TV return. that I've seen. Yeah, that I've mm-hmm. seen in a while. I'll admit it. Okay. The, the best thing about that was the storytelling just between stare downs. Okay. Because Sting comes in. So explain to us. So they, they show the, the scenes of winter. They show the scenes of winter. Sting's snow, name pops snow up is on the screen. In the arena. Yep. Sting's name pops up on the screen. Everybody's going ape shit. Sting comes out. He doesn't look 61 years old. If anyone's going to be like, oh, he's a 61 year old man. No, that's Batman. That's Batman. We don't <laughs> know how ageless, old he is. He's ageless. That. He's gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, face paint, black trench coat, baseball bat. We're all happy. Okay. You know, he still has a good set of hair. You know, is it the best? No, but like he can't expect perfection. Right. Everything he does in the ring, though, is perfection. Okay. But he didn't really do anything. He told a story with his eyes. Okay. So he gets in the ring. All the bad guys. So he did the, the work ring. of a 61 year old man. Well, uh, would you? He's Batman. <laughs> he has a baseball bat. Every, every, anyone is scary with a baseball bat. Uh, the bad guys have hit the have have cleared the ring, you know. When the lights come back on, the bad guys are gone. They're like, "Oh, we know what's going to happen if we stick around." So Sting comes out. Sting and, comes out, and the and the heels take a powder. Mm-hmm. The and 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 then you got to go with this next part. You just got to follow me on this next part. Okay. So the first thing he does when he so gets they in the ring, you can see this on YouTube. Or you something. can see it on YouTube. Okay. The first thing you're going to notice when he gets in the ring, he goes to Arn Anderson. And that's that's a history right there. Some of the best matches in professional wrestling history. So I noticed Arn was on his feet. On his feet. And he kind of squared off on him. I I, I saw Arn Anderson worried. Okay. But not for himself, for the right. other people in the ring. Arn okay. Anderson was playing worried for because he knows who Sting is. He right. knows what Sting will do. And then he goes over to Dustin Rhodes. Looking down at Dustin Rhodes, which I thought was a nice touch. Looking down on him and barely just... Didn't well, even give he him a was glimpse. selling from he was uh, so Dustin was selling from getting the boots boots put to him by the heels. But he also looked terrified. Okay, you know I didn't. I didn't, I didn't he understand looked, that. Okay. He looked pretty scared. But Sting's looking down on him, and it's kind of like this symbolism of like here's Dustin. He was in the Attitude Era. You never faced him because he was in WWF, and Sting didn't really pay him any mind. He just looks at him for a bit. Then he gets to Cody, who was a childhood fan. He gets on one knee. It's kind of like. Uh, reverence and paying respect to this kid who started a company, but he's giving him a stare down, you know? Yeah. Don't fuck, don't cross me, you know? And then this was the big moment. He goes to Darby Allen, who's like the future of the company, and Darby Allen's the only one that gets up off of his feet and bucks up to Sting. 
and Sting checks out his face paint and just kind of leaves him alone in respect. The storytelling in that whole debut so really, was amazing. Really, what this was, so that so you're right. There were there was some storytelling there, and if mm-hmm. you're a wrestling fan, especially if you're a AEW fan, then you're gonna probably know what's going on. But at least I would say. Just watching the clip as a person who doesn't watch the, the television product every week, mm-hmm. um, it definitely is a good setup. Yes, because what they're wanting to do is they're kind of wanting to, you to not know, and and I think that's the character that Sting had portrayed in the last part of his career was you didn't know what he was up to. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that. That's I mean I gotta say. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Great idea from AEW to, you know, kind of put something together to, to get uh, the people on the um, on the internet talking. Yeah. So it's definitely a smart move. I mean, his his t shirt that he was wearing that night immediately yeah. went up on sale. It's the highest amount of sales for t shirts. <laughs> it's funny because that was my first thought. I was like, I wonder if Sting needs the money. That's the thing. He doesn't need the money. I honestly How believe you know that. You don't know the man's finances. He was on a legend contract where he got like part of the merchandise sales. So he was on a legend contract yeah. with WWE. Okay. That ran out. Okay. They let it run out. Okay, I didn't know that. No, I didn't. But the way his career ended. So he needed some t-shirt sales. No. he No. Cool t-shirt, I gotta no, say. It is a cool t-shirt. It broke pro I mean, wrestling I wouldn't wear it, but. It, it set the record. At, uh, but I might buy you buy you one. Oh, well, thank you. I've got a stinger <laughs> shirt. Get me a hat or a hoodie, okay? I've got you the shirt. You the new one, right? I mean, I don't want the new one. I got I got this one where it's just a big old scorpion on the shirt. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I will do... I'll, old school. I'll do a hat or a hoodie. I will <laughs> okay. do... But I don't think he needs the money. What he's doing is he's ending things his way. Because so, in so WWE... That's, that's his thought. I mean, he's 61 years old. He's Batman, though. He's Batman. You got to throw age out of it. Okay. He is. Right. He has become an immortal figure. So of the, I would say the character that Sting created is probably comparable to maybe the character that Mark Calloway created as the Undertaker, mm-hmm. who retired two weeks uh, earlier. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, listen, uh, these these guys have created these characters, and you know. Luckily, I think Sting probably uh, owns the rights to mm-hmm. to that character. He owns his name, which you know nowadays just doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, especially if you work for WWE, everybody owns their own. You know, nobody owns their own shit. Nobody can be on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, nobody can be on the third. <laughs> you know, they, they can't have a podcast. They you can't, can't make money. <laughs> God forbid. So, but uh, I mean, I, I gotta say, I saw it. Uh, caught my eye. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so AEW's got, if they quit doing the other shit that is a little silly. That, I think uh, from what happened at Dynamite, we're now, in I haven't for watched. A, I haven't watched the product in a long time. But couple, what you saw from but what that. I saw this week, what you showed me online, it's, I'll tell you what, it'll catch your eye. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the match between. What has Taz got his own faction now? Taz has got his own faction. Okay. Team Taz. Okay. He's got powerhouse. It's a little bit of a lame name. He's but 
But last week, he put Cody in the Taz mission. It was the first time I had seen him put the Taz mission on somebody. And that was like the week before. And I was just like, I was pumped for this match. Cause, wow. And then you get Arn Anderson trying to save the day. So you still got Arn Anderson getting in the ring, doing bumps. Like, it, it's great. It's wonderful. And then they're bringing in Taz's son to do an angle because he's training to be a wrestler. Mm. So it's pretty cool. So it, how old is that kid? Oh, he's got to be like. 18. He's he's, oh, he's, he's got to be really young. They've shown him on TV a couple times, and he's he's really young. But no, back to Sting doesn't need the money. You he, don't know no, that. No, he went to WWE. He, he, he avoided WWE for so long. You know, uh, the Legends contracts are not... Very probably not much, but money. you got you got to think. Sting has been a responsible adult since he was so, became a born again Christian. <laughs> I'm serious. Why? I've never heard Dan talk like this before. No, like Dan has such reverence for. Sting. I have such reverence. I've, listen, I've seen you mark out a bunch of times, but I've never Bro, seen you mark out. If like Sting this. came into this room right now, tears. Tears would go down my That's face. Goddamn ridiculous! That is not goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> and how dare you say goddamn when we're talking about Sting? You've made uh, me say it. Uh, now yeah. I feel terrible. You guys don't know Sting's a big Bible thumper. That is stop it. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. You meet a lot. My Jewish co-host is getting mad because I'm a Bible thumper. <laughs> you meet a lot of Christians <laughs> that are hypocritical, and Sting stands by his beliefs, I and I respect that. Don't know the man. I. Every never worked okay. with the man. When you when you listen to other podcasts, when when wrestlers are shooting on other wrestlers, right. does anyone talk shit about Steve Borden the man or Sting the character? Absolutely uh, not. I don't know. There uh, is not a negative story about the, about that man ever, ever. You would think after how many years somebody would have something bad to say you about know, Sting. I hope we don't have Sting on the show because I hate to see you have to blow Sting because that's what I'm saying. I won't. Right. I won't because that's against his beliefs. Okay? <laughs> that is against his... I'd have never taken that angle. That is... That's, that's, why, that's why Dan is a better comic than I am. It's against his beliefs. <laughs> but no, he went to WWE to have the dream match. Sting versus Taker. Gotcha. He's told people, and they would never do it. And then they put him in that Seth Rollins match, and then they put him on the show. What are you going to do? You know, they didn't want to put those two guys together because then you have to make a choice. I mean, yeah, you do. And, you know, uh, no one wants it to end on a draw. And it's not going to happen. Like, you know, uh, uh, Vince is going to lean towards Undertaker anyway, and so you might as well not even have the match. Yeah. Um, what they did with Sting versus Triple H, though, yeah, was... I don't, I don't, like, I don't really remember seeing that. Okay. So, I don't really so know it was, what happened. It was a WrestleMania match. Like, did they put Sting over? No. See, that's the problem. No. It's like Triple H beat him, and then the commentators were just kind of demeaning WCW and kind of demeaning... That is the... That is, that is always the WWS... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, WWE's angle. Yeah. And it always has been. I mean, they brought out DX and the NWO, and we, you know, we had that battle at ringside at WrestleMania, and that always, was cool. They're always gonna, they're always gonna lean towards the WWF guys, mm-hmm. you know, even because those are Vince's creations. Exactly. That's why we're not gonna have Sting versus Taker, right? Because so, Vince is just gonna. I don't know. I'm interested to see where they're gonna go. Is like, is Sting at 61 years old? 
actually going to have a... Honestly, I don't think he needs to be in a match. Just have him like you have Arn and Tony. Yeah, but you know, they did that for years and years with WCW when he was like in the, you know, in the rafters. and. Oh, no, and don't put him in the rafters. Have him be Darby Allen's mentor. And every once in a while, he hits somebody with a bat and I'll be happy. You know? Like, because Darby Allen's got that. Ick. So, and that's the that's the tough part with bringing somebody back at that age mm-hmm. is because <clears throat> it's all you know they're not at their prime anymore. Yeah, it's kind of it's not. I mean, you know, we don't actually know it's if a little Sting, bit sad. We know? actually we don't know if Sting can't wrestle right now. Yeah. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he can because <laughs> he's Sting. Well, and nobody knows what they're going to do with him, but. It, okay, so how would you feel if AEW brought Sting in and this is the only appearance you see from him? Well, no. Well, I, I know for a fact he's going to be on the next Dynamite. Because they also announced that he signed a multi-year deal. And it's full-time. A multi-year deal? Multi-year deal. For a pro wrestler that is 61 years old. It's Sting, baby. <laughs> it's Sting. It's the, he is... He is Put I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's look at the uh, longevity of life for a for a wrestler in the sixties. Hey, it's but, not very good. But I mean, Sting. Okay, didn't yes. do the drugs. Right, Sting right. didn't do okay. the. You yes, know, Sting's all right. So we don't know what kind of shape he's in. Listen, he looked good. He looks great. I mean, he looked good. I mean, in the dark, with <laughs> snow coming down. He looks great in the dark with snow coming down. With it's, with you know. Face paint on. I'll give you that. I love how you're playing devil's advocate right now. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I have to. But. Because if we let you go, then we just spend this whole uh, podcast like jacking off Sting. (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I've never, I haven't seen you this excited. Before this, we were trying to do a Zoom interview, and our person that we were doing the Zoom interview with had some technical trouble, and so we have spent a lot of time in the studio today and not gotten anything done. So we've had several discussions that probably we shouldn't have had prior to being recorded. It was all sting. But, it was all but sting. I have not, like, I have not heard the word sting so many fucking times since the fucking late 80s. Are were you not, were you not, well, guess what? All the wrestlers in the late 80s, Sting is the last one standing. Listen, you're, well, okay, you're kind of right. The last one standing. Undertaker retired two weeks ago, so three weeks let's ago. Let's think about as far as all I'm the guys that were huge in uh, in WWF and in WCW um, in the late '80s. Yes, and and I mean I'm running through the names in my head right now unless there's someone still wrestling and out there that I don't I, know about well not in a not on a major scale mm-hmm. see what I'm saying there might be some guys like you know I know uh, guys like Haku and you know some of the yeah know, guys from that are still doing independent shows yeah but they're doing independent shows you know probably for a little bit of money and uh Probably for uh, you know the love of the business. Yeah, but um, for somebody to come back on a major scale on a national television show, break like this, Twitter. Yeah, you top know, five I mean, on YouTube, <laughs> merchandise sales record setting, sixty one years old. Well, I hope that I hope he's getting a cut of that money. You know? I, I'm sure I mean, he is. Like, 
I know he lives here in Texas, and I think down by Waxahachie or something, right? So I don't know. I don't want to just I, speculate his exact location I, 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 here, Chris. Through the great Chris, moment. if I knew where he lived, you'd think I'd be oh, here right now. That is so fucking weird, man. <laughs> You're freaking me out, Dan. You're freaking me out. No, I wouldn't. This is great. Oh, I don't. I, I don't, wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I, I knew where Sting lived right now, yeah, <laughs> I would not. I'd be like, let's leave the man alone. I mean, put a put a letter in his mailbox if he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> you know, with some of my fan art. That's. <laughs> I don't know exactly which one you would be f- freaked out more if we got on the show, Sting or. Steve Austin. Sting, absolutely. God. Steve Austin, that would, you know, that'd be cool. I would break sobriety and have a beer with Steve Austin. Well, listen, if these numbers keep going up like we're I'm, doing on this podcast, I mean, listen, we're not fucking... I've gotten permission we're not to breaking, have a beer. We're not breaking records, but we're definitely fucking... We're not 61 years old breaking uh, records, yeah. bro. So, uh, well, I mean, I'll tell you what. But like Hogan, retired. Holly Nash, retired. Ric right. Flair, retired. Yeah. You know, keep, like you go on, keep going. If Hogan, if so the now, only, so okay, in a manager's capacity, like so, uh, Arn Anderson is mm-hmm. working for the guys at uh, AEW. Yeah, um, Tully Blanchard's totally. working, but you know they're not. They're also not trying to walk in and trying to dominate the program. Yeah, like Sting did. I mean, what day does this air? That aired uh, last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So this this Wednesday, this last Wednesday, this last this past Wednesday, we're so, recording this on a Saturday. The fifth. So yeah, three or four days ago. Yeah. Whatever. So a couple of days ago, I mean, you know, it, it was it's a big deal. Here's the screwed up thing: they did that, and then they had to actually have a main event. Now, <laughs> that's what was cool about the main event, because the main event, while Sting coming to AEW was a game changer for AEW. That main event ended as a game changer for wrestling right now in the modern world. Didn't see it. Who was the main event? Okay, the main event was uh, Kenny Omega challenging John Moxley for the title. Jesus. The match itself was fine. It was good. I enjoyed the match. Kenny who? Omega. Kenny Omega. PW, PWI's like wrestler, number one wrestler for like three years up until this year where John Moxley took it. Okay. okay. So Kenny Omega went to New Japan. Uh, uh, and I know made, who he is. And he made a star of himself. Yeah, and he fucking wrestled a fucking blow-up doll. I, I'm sure he did. He's and, and a fucking, like, a nine-year-old girl. He also put on a five-star match with Jericho in New Japan. Mm. He's done it multiple times, put on five-star yeah, matches. Yeah, but there's some things that are, uh, you know, you can't uh, forgive, right? I mean, sure. Uh, uh, you know. Well, let me get to the before you okay. just start bashing ahead, Kenny Omega. I should have worn his shirt. Don't bash Kenny uh, Omega. That's like my that's like my other Sting. All right, <laughs> Jesus. It's it's Sting, Jericho, wow. Austin, Omega. Oh my God. Chris Germany is number five, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's so, a good choice for number five. So Don Callis is there, and if you're not familiar with Don Callis, he was Cyrus the Virus from ECW, represented the network. Any of this sound familiar? Nope. Okay, he was in a group with WWF with Kurgan in it. They were trying to be like military. Anyway, he's like a, a familiar face in the wrestling world. Okay. He's also uh, a board member of Impact Wrestling and a commentator. 
he's been on to guest commentate before. It wasn't okay. like an uncommon thing for him to be a guest commentator. Right. It was just kind of weird, though. It was just like, oh, I guess they're just bringing in Don Callis because he's a good commentator. Here's the main event, whatever. Gotcha. So they're doing a spot where Kenny Omega gets slammed by Moxley on like a heater and Kenny Omega lands on his head wrong, right? So they bring out medical people. Moxley gets all mad. Now nah, we're continuing the match. Throws Kenny back in there and just starts hammering on him. Yeah. Don Callis gets up from his seat and JR and Tony Schiavone are just like, what's he doing? What's he doing? Don Callis has a microphone. He's saying, hey, Kenny Omega can't continue. You need to stop this ref. Ref gets up, goes over to Don Callis. Don Callis rolls the microphone into the ring. Kenny Omega picks it up, hits John Moxley in the head, hits Freaking John Moxley with his move like 17,000 times. Pins him one, two, three. Don Callis and Kenny Omega exit the building with everyone going, what the hell just happened? They even did a spot with Tony Khan, the owner, where he says to Don Callis, this is bullshit as they're running out uh, out of the arena. And Don Callis tells an AEW interviewer, if you want to see what happens next, tune in to Impact on Tuesday night. <laughs> Revealing... That AEW and Impact now have a working relationship and are collaborating. So, hold on. No one saw it coming. Hold on. So, AEW is now involved with what used to be TNA? What used to be TNA, a working relationship. Now, we've you and I have tried to check out Impact before. It's just it's the most horrible product in the world. That's, I've never seen But anything. that's working with AEW will benefit them. Yeah, but what what does AEW get out of it? That's that a- roster. Because you've got Gallows and Anderson who were in WWE. You've got Heath Slater and Rhino that were in WWE. You've got former WWE guys who were released during the pandemic. And if they didn't go to AEW, they went to Impact. Okay. All right? So now you got that roster. I mean, and you can do dream matches up the bazungas, you know? Yeah, but here's the issue is that... Sometimes you can have a roster that's too deep. True. And, uh, you know, when when a company can cherry pick the best guys mm-hmm. from, a, from a huge roster, like WWF has had that issue quite a few times, is that um, your guys that are younger, that have potential – don't get the chance to improve. Okay. So I agree with that. So, you know, it kind of leans, once again, here we go. It leans towards the comedy industry. You okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like uh, the uh, the uh, the depth of uh, wannabe comedians or comedians here in DFW is pretty thick. Very. So, Too thick. So, therefore, <laughs> therefore... The people, uh, the powers that be that are making the choices, yeah, are to have a cherry pick, you know. But and guys like, but guys like you, that maybe have not had enough attention in the industry here in DFW. Well, thank you. Well, no, but it's it's the truth. The truth is, is that you know, like when you have top comedians. And, and maybe you know once again, and maybe it's somebody's favorite, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a, a person that somebody wants to date. Okay, maybe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. They get chosen before the people that are you know up and coming fucking quality comedians. Yeah. They're gonna, 
you know, and not, that's just the way. But that's just the way the comedy business. Well, you know, you and can't, that's can't so, do nothing about but it. But the problem is, is that too, like you know, when 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 it comes to all those the quality guys that AEW has, yeah. now you've doubled the roster. Well, kind of, but not really. I mean, these guys in Impact aren't signed to AEW contracts. No company has bought another company. Hmm. But if I could see, you know, FTR, formerly The Revival, or the Young Bucks versus Motor City Machine Guns, oh my God, yes, put that on AEW Dynamite right now, or Impact. I'll tune into Impact to watch the Young Bucks versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, I or the revival. Turn, I wouldn't turn on my TV to see Young Bucks do anything. Okay, okay, leave, <laughs> leave your goddamn. <laughs> no, I'm. This no, is, this I, is, I hear. Yeah, you. yeah listen, okay, but what listen, about like Rhino? Listen, Kit's sixty-one years old. Okay, and I'm in. I'm in my. I'm almost fifty-three. Sting is showing you that you can still do it. So I'll tell you this: the <laughs> only thing that I would turn the TV on to see the Young Bucks do is wrestle Kit and I. I'd see that. Yep. I'd want to see that in a heartbeat. So guess what? Hey, young bucks, here meet the old. You fucks. are being you called out saying? by right. Team Extreme. <laughs> That's right. You're, young bucks meet the old fucks. Let's have Team Extreme meet Matt Hardy and finally have well, that so confrontation. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that, but no, no, no. We need to settle it. Who no. is Team Extreme? Let's get Jeff oh. out of. Let's get Jeff out of his WWE contract and freaking settle this. Who is Team Extreme? Yeah. The Hardys. Or Chris Germany. Well, I'll tell you who the team who team extreme. Oh, I know are. you will. I think there's a little bit of bias, but oh, wrestling yeah. fan like me, I gotta. You know what? You guys got wrestle for the name. Yeah, I'm fucking. Let's come up a, with a finish. Grab a hold, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it's look when when WWF, and this is when they were F at the time when they were in trouble with the ratings. What did they do? They made an alignment with ECW, and you could say at the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's. I think this is a first. Um, you know, TV appearance of this situation going on. I think we, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm probably not going to watch it, but you know, let's let me keep an eye on it, and see where mm-hmm. it goes. You know, I mean, I'll make a judgment after, uh, you know, to see the direction. I think it's a very, very smart move. Okay, so it can be mm-hmm. if they do it correctly. Yes. If they fuck it up, like fucking Impact has fucked up everything else that they've fucking gotten involved in, yeah, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. I think they're good. They got Don Callis and Scott Demore booking things now, and um, whatever story. Who the fuck are they? Don Callis was, you know, well, I explained his to me, okay. but Scott Demore, he's from Canada. Um, he used to book TNA back before they brought in uh, Bischoff. A- like I think he was after Dusty Rhodes booking. He was between Dusty Rhodes and when they brought in... a former wrestler? Yeah, former wrestler, wrestling trainer, all that. Plays a manager now or authority figure. Um, But he was booking TNA, I think, between Dusty Rhodes and when they brought in Bischoff and Hogan. He was was booking that period where TNA was coming up. Okay. You know, and so now he's booking Impact again. Well, I mean, you know, let's see what direction it goes. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'll, I'll, I think it's good. I'll say that th- they definitely got some attention from wrestling fans. Yeah, I by, mean, clearly, I'd bring it. And, and uh, here's the surprising thing: how did they keep it so quiet? How did they keep Sting so quiet? How did they keep that's, this that's angle so quiet? Yeah, a lot of the wrestlers on Impact and AEW were like completely shocked on Twitter about the ending to Dynamite. 
Uh, was, that means they kayfabe the boys. They did. <laughs> they did, apparently. It's a smart move because it, all the boys are on the fucking internet now. And, and, and apparently with the Impact creatives, they said, oh, yeah, Don Callis, like they saw Don Callis when he first guest commentated. Okay. And they were asking questions and they were just told, oh, yeah, he's just doing a little thing. Just doing a little thing. And then this becomes a major thing. With Sting, they apparently hit him during the day like... He, he showed up, they kept him away from the locker room, they kept him away from the boys and everybody in the back, and brought him out when it was needed. But there was no, like, tweets or okay, dirt sheets this. about it. So that's the way it used to be? And that's the way it should that's be. That's the way it should be. That's the way it so, should be. So if they're leaning back to that kind of old school stuff, like, I'll give you a little pat on the mm-hmm. back. You know, as a guy who's been in the business or been around the business for quite a long time, um... You know, and, and I see a lot of mistakes that a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, bookers or promoters or, or TV commentators or whatever make in uh, giving too much up, you know, during a during a TV show. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but if they're keeping, you know, if they're kayfabing the boys, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the exciting parts of being in a wrestling uh, uh, company is when they do K-Fed the boy. They you back in my day when I first started, and you know way before me. That's the way everything you you were brought in on a need to know basis. Yeah, on everything, like finishes were called in a private room. You know, nobody was involved in the in finishes or an angle, except the people that were involved in that finisher and angle. And you know, the boys didn't run their mouth, mm-hmm. and they kept their mouth. You know, they wanted it to be a surprise to everybody. Yeah, that's why at the Sportatorium, the cage up at the top of the arena, where the boys would all sit and watch the show, was packed all the time mm-hmm. because you never knew what was going to fucking happen. Yeah. So, and it wasn't just undercard guys up there watching, you know, marking out on, you know, on the on the big name guys. Yeah, yeah. It was it was everybody. Everybody, everybody wanted to see how this was going to play out. Mm-hmm. So, did y'all did y'all did, did the Sportatorium ever have Sting in it? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't. We had that would been we had Jim Helwig. Would... We, we had the. That's pretty one, dope. Uh, you know, Gary was the one that named him the Dingo Warrior. Mm. Which gave Vince the idea of he just replaced Dingo with Ultimate. Well, he wanted to, he wanted to call him the Warrior. Yeah, but there was the Road Warriors, mm-hmm. and there were several other Warriors, and so he needed something. That's what he came up. He needed to put ult- them. He needed to put, he needed him, to put over him above all the other Warriors. Calling him the Ultimate, the Ultimate Warrior. There yeah. was the Giant Warrior, and you know, so it was. It's. Uh, uh, you know, uh, no, I don't think I don't think we ever had Sting, and uh, I think the initial idea was to bring a Hellwig in, mm-hmm. and then bring Sting in, mm-hmm. but he was still involved. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Dingo Warrior or Jim Hellwig had a got a bad taste with uh, the UWF group that was run by Bill Watts. Mm. So I think he had kind of a little fallen out and kind of stepped away from it. He was hoping to bring Sting over so that they could tag team together. Yeah. And But God damn, why do you need two of those motherfuckers that are that big? 
They were both. You're going to have to clean up your language if we're going to have Sting on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen, bro. Um, Sting, I promise you right now, if you come do this podcast, we will keep it clean and, and reverent. I'm making that promise. And you will, you will you're follow this. You're going to put these. me in a closet. Then I will. <laughs> I'll have Sting with me. He'll have a bat. We Good. can put you in a closet. You guys know how big Dan is. He's going to put me in a closet. I'm going to put you in a closet. Hey everyone, Dan here, and that concludes part one of A Mark They Call Dan. Come back Friday for part two. Write us at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, uh, counting underscore lights. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Counting Lights Podcast, where wrestling and comedy lock up.